Hello, brothers and sisters. Glad to be with you once again upon this broadcast. I say unto you, grace and peace be multiplied from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I command the blessings of the Lord upon the mayors of Mobile, Alabama and Pensacola, Florida. I bless the city council and I decree in the name of Jesus Christ that the Holy Spirit will enter into your minds and into your heart and will greatly influence your affairs will greatly influence the mayors and the city council. Every member will be under the influence of the Holy Ghost for the benefit of this city. I command all crime rates to go down and I command righteousness to be exalted. For my God, my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is stronger than every demonic principality. I command every demonic principality to be brought low, to be brought down, to bow to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I decree that the name of the Lord Jesus Christ is exalted in Mobile, Alabama. The name of the Lord Jesus Christ is exalted in Pensacola, Florida. I command righteousness to be upon this city. I command supernatural financial increase. I command the, the coffers to have money coming in like, like never before. I command overflow, overflow in Mobile, Alabama, overflow in Pensacola, Florida. I decree great financial men to run and women to run the finances that have the love of God in their heart, that are concerned about the people, not themselves. I command every thief to be revealed by the power of the Holy Ghost. And I command our finances in the city and in the citizens of these cities to be blessed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now this week we're talking about because Father's Day is not. We're talking about the blessings of the fathers. How to bless. Let's go, let's go to Numbers, the sixth chapter, and let's start at the 22nd verse. It says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron and unto his son, saying, On this wise ye shall bless the children of Israel, saying unto them, The Lord bless thee. And keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his kindness upon thee and give thee peace. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel and I will bless them. Now, what is that name? The name of the Lord is the Lord Jesus Christ. So I'm going to read it again and I'm going to put the name of the Lord Jesus Christ upon you all. And the Lord said he will bless you. So I say to everyone that is hearing my voice, surely this shall come to pass. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift his kindness upon you and give you peace. And I decree the name of the Lord Jesus Christ upon you. Hallelujah. Now, brothers and sisters, you have to bless and not curse. One place in the word of God, it says, bless and not curse. It says, forgive. It says, forgive your enemies. It says, bless them that curse you. It says, pray for them that despitefully use you. Now, one ordinance that is practiced in the New Testament is the ordinance of laying on of hands. You know, Jacob spoke the blessing over his 12 sons. 
You can read that in the 48th chapter of Genesis. The first three sons, he gave a negative blessing, and the rest of them he spoke positive, starting with Judah. But when the fathers bless, it will cause whoever that person is blessing. And you can do this too, mothers. But I just say, I just said father because it's Father's Day or whatever. But it but when you bless people, when you speak encouraging words, when you speak words of edifying, edifying means speak words that are gonna help people. Don't call the children bad. You know, I hear people get in that habit, oh, he's so bad. Don't say that. Because you're inadvertently releasing an anointing upon that child to make him be bad. If, if he got ancestors that is not that great, don't say, well, he's going to be just like Paul Paul who used to kill people. Or just like uh, she's going to be just like her mama, a, pros don't, a prostitute. Don't speak those kind of words over those children. Because children are built up by words. Don't speak those words over adults. One place Paul said the knowledge of sin made sin come alive. So when you focus on sin, it makes sin come alive in the person. <clears throat> if you always tell a person, you know, this family, we, we, we don't smoke and drink. We serve the Lord. You, you a king. My name Derek King. I tell my sons and daughters, we kings. We don't, we don't get high and drunk. We, we serve the Lord. You start telling them from a young age, they will actually know and believe that they don't get drunk and high, that they serve the Lord. They would know that. But if, if they hear you saying, man, all the kings is a playboy. Man, we got them women. We drink. That's what we do. We know how to kick it. If they hear you say that, you'll develop that into them also. So you got to develop into your descendants and into each other the right spirit. Wives speak positive words over your spouses. Husbands speak positive words over your wife. What you desire each other to be, speak. And the things that you don't desire, don't speak it, but pray. First Timothy, the first chapter, and at the 18th verse, it says, I charge, this charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mightest war, a good warfare. Now, Paul evidently knew that Timothy was always around people that spoke positive over him. Timothy was young. This is the right atmosphere. You should be around an atmosphere where people are speaking positive over you. If you got friends that are always finding something wrong with you, get you a new group of friends. If you got a church, they always speak things that are wrong. Get you a new church. Get around people that's going to speak positive. They're going to sow good words into your life. Because God wants people to sow good words, not reveal every bad thing that is in you. Philemon says that your faith is built up by acknowledging every good thing that is in you, not every bad thing. You wonder why religious people sometimes don't have a lot of faith because they always acknowledging what's wrong with them. They always acknowledging their weakness. They always acknowledging their shortcoming. But the scripture teaches not to acknowledge your weakness, not to acknowledge your shortcomings. It said that the 
if uh, your faith is built up, Philemon, the seventh verse, you can go find it. I'm summarizing it. But the communication of thy faith will become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing that is in you. Why do you always acknowledge your weakness? Why do you always acknowledge what's bad in you? Won't you try doing it God's way? Won't you try acknowledging the good things that are in you? Won't you try to acknowledge the things that are right in you? The things that are, are, are lovely that is in you, that is pure. The things that is of a good report. Won't you try meditating or saying these things over and over and over again? The word meditate means to say over and over and over again. One place in Philippians it says, <clears throat> meditate or say over and over and over again. Things that are lovely, pure, honest, true, and of a good report. You'll find that people meditate most of the times on the bad report and the things that are ugly. But I say to you, if you want to build up your faith, and you want to build up your effectiveness in this thing, in this walk, you got to do it the way the Bible say. You got to build your kids up by saying good things. You got to speak good words over each other. Well, Paul knew this. So he told him, he said, this charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. So evidently people didn't prophesied over Timothy. They just said, Timothy, I see you speaking to multitudes. So what Paul was telling Timothy to do, he was telling him to pray those prophecies. Lord, in the name of Jesus, you have given me the multitudes. Glory, hallelujah, let the angels of the Lord go before me, that I may speak to the angels, uh, speak to the multitudes. Let the ministering spirits form a way. Let the power of God go before me to form a way to make my paths right. Glory, hallelujah, that I may have a door open in this city, that I may have a door open in that city. See, he told him to war a war with prophecies. Take the words that God has spoken over him through people. God used people to speak words over Timothy. But Paul was telling him to take those prophetic words that were spoken over him and, and have a war with them. Other words, the devil wasn't going to let it come to pass. You see what I'm saying? So he had to war with him. How do you war? With words. You got to take words that are spoken over you and you got to war a good warfare by, by prophesying those words, by speaking those words, by calling those things that be not if though they were. Glory, hallelujah. Well, if you go a couple more chapters in the in First Timothy to the fourth chapter, and at the 14th verse, Paul told Timothy, neglect not the gift that is in thee. So Paul knew that it was a gift in Timothy, right? Well, let's finish that, that particular scripture. Which was, was given thee by prophecy. Now, Paul is literally saying the way he received that gift is by prophecy. <clears throat> by people speaking into his life. By people speaking, using their tongue which has the power of life and death to speak life. They, people use their tongue to prophesy a gift into Timothy. If, if, if that can work, then it works now. You use your tongue to prophesy a gift into your loved one. See, if you see them doing something wrong, don't affirm the wrongness in them. Affirm righteousness. Speak the opposite of what they're doing. If a person's life is in turmoil, you say, I prophesy peace over you. And then pray over them. Speak over them. Speak into them. Prophesy over them. <clears throat> until you make them come into divine alignment. 
See, Paul said, neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy. How did he receive it? By words. With the laying on of the hands of the presbytery, the ministers got great authority. And you have great authority. Because the power over death and life is in everybody's tongue. But in this particular case, he said, neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy, with the laying on the hands of the presbytery. So when you speak over each other, glory, hallelujah, Father, speak over your wives, speak over your children. Lay hands on them. Prophesy good things into them. Cause their life to be blessed by your prophetic words. Hallelujah. Begin to get busy for the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Begin to prophesy, to speak over each other, to cause good things to come to pass. See, in 2 Timothy 1, in that verse 5, it said, When I called to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which first dwelt, and thy grandmother Lois, and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that is in thee also. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. Now Paul make it personal. He said, I put my hands on you. Now that gift is stirred up. Get the work. Preach. Teach. Do the work of the evangelist. For God have not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I say to you, brothers and sisters, God has not given you the spirit of fear. And I charge you in the name of Jesus Christ to assemble yourselves together and go to church. For the word says, forsake not to assemble yourselves together as the manner of some is. Break that manner off of you. Assemble yourselves together. Worship God in the spirit of truth. Let fear be put far behind thee in the name of the Lord Jesus. Be blessed. I'll talk to you next week. Have a great night.